As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. You asked for it. Here it is. It's a podcast from Apathetic Enthusiasm. On this episode, we talk the three L's. That's right. Lasso, Loki, and what happened the last four months here on Apathetic Enthusiasm. Caught me off guard, Brandon. I was going to do it. Uh, it was, it was hesitant. We're, 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 we're shaking off the rust. Hello, yeah. everybody. I'm Travis. Hello, everybody. I am Brandon, and this is Apathetic Enthusiasm. Since May of 2021, Apathetic Enthusiasm has been on hiatus, but no longer, friends. We're here for you. <laughs> you, you know what I just realized, Brandon? I think I have, I think I've got like a virtual background thing going on because it's, it's doing like a green screen effect on the uh, on the Rick and Morty poster behind. Oh. Me. It's, it's weird. <laughs> oh, uh, I wasn't ready for that. Wasn't yeah. ready for that. Anyway, uh, hello everybody. Welcome, welcome to the podcast that is all about Brandon and I. Um, we have been on hiatus for a little while, uh, about four months, yeah. uh, about the approximate length of one Rick and Morty season, uh, give or take a few <laughs> weeks. Um, if you are a fan of interdimensional RSS, you know, we just got through season five and had lots to talk about, including, uh, some great interviews and things like that. So if you've somehow missed any of those episodes, uh, I encourage you to go check out interdimensional RSS, but we are excited to be back talking to each other and talking about the things that we have watched and seen and experienced that were not Rick and Morty, uh, to include, the three L's <laughs> as, as, as we've in, in our, in our best, like uh preacher, like forming uh, uh, a message. We're going to come up with something that all starts with the same letters. Uh, yeah. So that's so a, Brandon, that, that's, are, are, that, that's the best way to get any kind of speech going. You, you, you find, you find a gimmick whenever you're writing a speech, we're like, okay, uh, the three L's, there we go. Uh, when I did my, my pod fest thing, it was the three C's. 
Like, like I've, like I've ever said the three C's about anything in normal conversation or, or have I ever said to you, Hey, Travis, yeah, you really got to think about the three C's of podcasting. No, I've never said that except for me to tell you, Hey, by the way, when I'm doing this speech for PodFest, I'm going to talk about the three C's of podcasting. That's right. That's right. <laughs> but, but do you still remember the three C's? Yeah. Content, community, and, um, collaboration there it is he's got it he's still got it thanks for coming to our ted talk <laughs> uh, well brandon for for starters i'll just we'll just before we get into the the nitty-gritty uh the 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 meat of this episode we will we will remind folks uh who have been away for so long how they can interact with us get in touch with us in case they have any thoughts on, on this discussion or, or they want to follow along with all of our comings and goings on, on the on the social internet. Uh, we are over on Twitter at Apathusiast. I am at Jogomino. He is at Barnyard Cruise. You can find us on Facebook, facebook.com slash Apathetic Enthusiasm Show, or send us an email, apatheticenthusiasmshow at gmail.com. We still have an Instagram, apathetic underscore enthusiasm, and our website, apatheticenthusiasm.com. Uh, Brandon has been a, bu- a busy bee working on those websites. Buzz. Uh, so- Buzz, buzz, buzz. <laughs> uh, we we are we are currently streaming live over on twitch.tv slash apathetic enthusiasm you can join us monday nights uh when we record most of our content and interact with those shows whatever whatever that may be whether that's apathetic enthusiasm or interdimensional rss uh, you can also catch video versions of our podcast at youtube.com slash apathetic enthusiasm thanks to everybody who has newly subscribed over there if you're watching this on youtube Hit that subscribe button, like, comment. Let us know that you're here. Um, we we see the viewer counts. We know whether or not you're here, but we appreciate <laughs> we appreciate you all the same. And there's uh, hundreds of you, and and all of you clamoring for for more more of our our thoughts and and words. And we we just we we can't we can't sustain it. Uh, but we do appreciate you being out there. And oh my God, there's there's two hundred more out there in the stream. This is incredible. Um, look, if you want to be a part of history, be sure to go out to twitch.tv slash apathetic enthusiasm. Ladies and gentlemen, this is, it is, it is amazing. Uh, we might have to pause for a second, Travis, because this is blowing my mind. Oh my God. Oh, we need, uh, let's, let's, let's in, in, uh, enhance our, our spam bot. All of a sudden we got to get, oh, uh, the, the moderation the chat is moving too fast. It's going there's crazy. so many people interacting. It's, amazing. oh, it's, it's slowed down. Okay. Oh, yep. There's, okay. it's just Matt again. Okay. Yep. Yep. All right. Just Matt. <laughs> uh, finally, you can support all of our podcast endeavors. You can buy a t-shirt at apathetic enthusiasm.com slash shop. That'll take you to our T public page. Or you can support the show at patreon.com slash apathetic enthusiasm. Uh, we've got some new content up there, a couple of Rick and Morty uh, commentary tracks. And uh, yeah, we, I mean, there's stuff out there. You, yeah. you can hang out there or don't. We appreciate y'all the same. <laughs> or don't. Uh, the, 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 the last thing, if you are making a podcast on your own, make sure to use the code AEPOD over at blueberry.com for... Uh, first month free and we get a little bit of money depending on which plan you pick uh, yeah it's not a lot of money it's really just not that first month yeah. yeah you know that made me think of that made me think about the first half of season five of rick and morty when we got really into the bit about talking about promo code rnp15 <laughs> yeah. rnp15 for 15 percent off a, a loot crate that's right and then 
And we were like talking about it at an annoying level. And then one week we just stopped. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we just stopped bringing it up altogether. We did. Yeah. yeah. It, it's, it's nowhere. It's nowhere at all. But you can have your <laughs> Loot Crate <laughs> by going to LootCrate.com and use the code RMP15. I don't even know if the code still works. But if it does, Try 15% it. off your first Loot Crate. What could hurt? Yeah. Cool. Anyway, um, it's going to be back. It's going to, yeah. you know, relax, kick off our shoes. I mean, I, I don't know why I chose to wear shoes every time we recorded uh, in International RSS. But, you know, it's it's good to have the, the toes out, wiggle them around a little bit and, uh, you know, relax. I don't I don't kick my shoes off when we record. And as a matter of fact, I will be honest with you. Um, I'm starting now. I'm going to be honest with you starting now. Oh, just now. Okay. I, I sometimes if if I'm walking through the house and I don't have shoes on, I will put shoes on before we start recording because I'm more comfortable with shoes on while recording. That's very interesting. Yeah. Do you do you have any idea why that is? I don't I don't know. I think it's it's part of feeling like performative where like I feel like I have to be entertaining and then I, I want to feel comfortable in my comfortable uh in my body to, to be able to 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 do that right to be stupid sure. and, and and act all kind of weird i will even uh like pajamas or if i'm like i've been messy all day sometimes i'll 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 take the pajamas off and i'll put on pants like different pants actual, not, not pajama actual, pants. actual actual human pants not yeah. like your covid pants yeah and I'll, and I'll put the pants on i'll put the shoes on and then i'm ready to go it's it's it's, it's it's weird. It's like I have to floss my teeth before I go for a run. I don't know why. I just, that's a I, thing. That's a thing for you. It is a thing. Yeah, because because like as you're as you're running, like everything starts to feel tight. Uh, and then for some reason, I, I have this like mental thing where I think that my my teeth are too tight together, <laughs> and so I floss beforehand to give it a, just a little bit of extra, a little bit of space give. to yeah. to get tight to tighten up. <laughs> Yeah, that gotta gotta tighten up the old teeth when you go for a run. It's so very strange. Sure Floss before. Yeah, that is that is <laughs> that is very strange. I mean, the the shoes thing. I think I get the 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 pre run flossing. Um, <laughs> probably probably not. Uh, bust out the old water pick before you before you do a ten k just to just to make sure everything's in its in its proper place. Yeah, you know, I I did I did, the, I did a test uh, Sunday as a matter of fact, uh, not not with the running thing, but with a, a separate thing, which is I. I went to Vaughn's and, you know, they have the pre-made cocktails. For people outside of <laughs> California, Vaughn's is a grocery store. Safeway, uh, Ralph's, Lucky's, <laughs> uh, Pick and Save, um, Bigly Wiggly's, uh, Kohl's. No, Kohl's. Uh, but no. Anyway, uh, like the pre-made cocktails. And normally, normally those these pre-made cocktails like margaritas, Bloody Marys, they're very, very, very sweet. Uh, they, they don't, they're, they're not, they're not as good as a regular cocktail that you would make on your own or, or get at sure. a bar. But I went to the store and I saw this, this glass bottle of, uh, a margarita, pre-made margarita It's very, it's small. It's about, uh, like the size of a Gatorade bottle essentially. And, uh, it was, it was made using, uh, I'll, I'll just say Patron, but it was it wasn't necessarily Patron. Jose Cuervo. No, it was 
No, it, it was it was it was a name brand, but I, I can't remember which one it was. I, the the size that you reference makes me think Patron. That's that's what I that's what existed in the 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 theater of the mind when yeah. you were, when you were describing it. So yeah, okay, let's just yeah. go with that. It's, it was like uh, more like like a uh, a like a smaller Gatorade bottle, like a mini Gatorade bottle, but then like spread out, uh, like a little fat, like a little fatter, chubbier, small Gatorade bottle. Okay, <laughs> like a, like a Patron bottle. Yeah, like no, like a like a jug, like a like a small jug. Okay uh regardless anyway it was it was very good it was the best pre-made margarita i've ever had and i i'm 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 craving it right now it it, it actually it sounds good to me but i but i finished the whole thing off on on saturday sunday morning i woke up and i you know i kind of had a, had a headache the first thing i did was i i wanted to test something cuz i have this theory about <laughs> about my about flossing and about my face and my head feeling tight before I brushed my teeth before I did before I took aspirin I flossed my teeth and I hopped in the shower to see if my headache would go away and it did so it's it's psychosomatic (laughs) most there you go you heard it here bad hangover (laughs) get to flossing Dr. Cruz says so. Uh, all right. All right. That's well, that's that's interesting. That's yeah. good. And I'm glad that the uh, margarita mix was so good. You couldn't remember the name of it. Well, I, I got drunk. <laughs> the floss right, doesn't go. restore your memory. <laughs> that's fair. That's fair. You need you need very special magic floss for that, <laughs> which speaking of magic floss and all things magical and mystical, uh, it has it has been a while since we last did one of these episodes. May end of May, May twenty fifth, I think was was the release date of the last apathetic enthusiasm. It's been sitting in my Apple Podcast for so long, reminding me that we talked about my hero academia four months ago. <laughs> uh, but a lot has happened. A lot has happened in that time. And the first thing that we we thought to talk about was. All the things that have occurred in the world of the Marvel Cinematic Universe uh, to include a show that we were hyping uh, in, in previous episodes. And then the entire show had its entire run and we never did another episode to follow up <laughs> on it. But that is that is the show Loki. Um, this this was a, a, a surprising series to me. Um, I don't know. I, I don't know how in depth we want to get into loki because frankly it's it feels like it's been a long time since i watched it um but uh yeah this this is this was a disney plus tv show that really set the course for uh, an entirely new direction in the marvel cinematic universe uh what what lingering thoughts do you have about loki and where the mcu has gone now since uh since that that series aired well i i i want to talk about Rick and Morty for half a second. Nope. Nope. Welcome. All right, that's fine. That's fine. <laughs> hey, everybody. Welcome well, to the RSS. All right. Could be live from inside an apathetic enthusiasm where our podcasts are mixed up and we don't know what we're doing anymore. This is International RSS the Unofficial Rick and Morty podcast? That's good. Yeah, uh, t- turns out you're the uh, the new announcer for International hey. RSS. Uh, all the all the roles are changing. 
Uh, but the reason I want to talk about Rick and Morty just briefly is because Mike Waldron, uh, the showrunner of Loki, came from Rick and Morty. That's that's where yes, we absolutely. we know that's where we, where we know him from, and uh, he's 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 since gone on to create the the stars show Heels, by the way, the the wrestling show. But uh, yeah, so so Mike Waldron, it, it's interesting watching Loki through that through that entire uh six episodes at the same time we're kind of going over well uh, maybe a little bit before rick and morty started and well the same same time it's essentially the same time right yeah it was pretty much about the same time yeah the the, the series kind of started uh around around the same time okay. um and then then we got to the end the the season five finale of rick and morty uh which was partially written by Jeff Loveness, friend to Mike Waldron, and there were right. there there were some there were some similarities <laughs> uh, bet- between the two series, which which I thought was interesting, and I I would love to get them both in the same room and be like, did you guys were you kind of talking to each other about this on, on and off again? Uh, but the whole thing with Loki going now going back to Loki, the multiverse, introducing aspects of the multi multiverse, uh, and and really leading us into the next phase of mo- the Marvel Cinematic Universe uh, with shows like What If, uh, getting ready for the new Spider-Man uh, No Way Home uh, with right. old Doc Ock, Green Goblin, uh, rumored uh, Jamie Foxx as Electro, Lizard, and uh, maybe Sandman as well. Uh, th- that 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 coming out, we've seen in the previews, Doctor Strange messing with 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 a uh, with the multiverse. Uh, we also know that Dr. Strange two multiverse of madness is, is coming out. We know that Kang the conqueror is in Ant-Man quantum mania. Uh, so, so Loki is, is a big deal as far as all of those, those new movies coming out because it, it, it kickstarted our understanding of what the multiverse is and uh, what, what it will look like. Yeah. I, I think for me, um, the the next movie that is is due to come out the 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 Eternals film uh in in early November that was a movie that for me I was always kind of on the fence about like is this is this really is this going to be one of those fringe groups sort of the way I felt about Guardians of the Galaxy when when that first started getting promoted where I was like is this is this really going to be a group that I care about are these are these characters really going to have an effective element in the, in the bigger story when they've been on earth for eons and and they they haven't really played a major role up to this point and then all of a sudden we watch loki and all of the ways that they mess with time the way they move forward and backward in time and then essentially when they break time and, and split split it into this multiverse all of a sudden i'm like wow okay now now the eternals maybe have uh, a different impact potentially maybe maybe looking back at what they did throughout time could could have a different effect on on who they're interacting with or or what they're doing uh so so for me i'm i'm way more hyped for that movie than i was uh at the, <laughs> the last time we did this podcast uh and and yeah. and then you know even shows like what if where when when that was first advertised i thought okay these are just going to be a bunch of like throwaway scenarios but now you have 
like canon different versions of time where the watcher is watching what if scenarios but they exist somewhere they exist somewhere outside the central finite curve right so so there's like <laughs> it, it 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 adds a new perspective to the MCU um which i which i think is pretty awesome yeah uh, uh, agreed agreed now there obviously there are some movies that that aren't so steeped in multiverse stuff uh sure. Shang-Chi just came out which you you saw uh, I, did. I, I haven't seen Op- opening I, day ticket. I haven't seen, but I have seen all the spoilers because I'm not I'm not comfortable yet going to a movie theater. Um, and and as much as I want to see these these movies, my my protection of of myself and my family is, is more important to to me. Uh, yeah. not saying but not, that, not, not to saying me, not... and that's why I went not saw them. <laughs> yeah, uh, but you live in Oklahoma where where they are. They're taking care of business where yeah, I... COVID definitely doesn't exist <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> out here in Oklahoma. And I'm in, um, and I'm in California where the cases are going down. So, you know, yeah. that's why I care more about. Protecting yeah, exactly. Myself. Exactly. Get your shots, everybody. We've, we <laughs> Just get them. Let's uh, we're done talking about it. Um, but, but yeah, yeah I, 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 I saw, I saw Shang-Chi, um, Shang-Chi and I thought it was amazing phenomenal movie it has again has me hyped for marvel movies it's it's an original character that i was not familiar with in the comics which uh from what i hear is 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 maybe a good thing because of uh some of the problematic ways that the character was was portrayed in the comics um but they've they've done they've there there's a a conscious effort to retcon some of the ways that they dealt with the 10 rings and, and talked about certain characters, um, the, the Mandarin, uh, like is, 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 is retold. They, they've, they've addressed some of, some of the ways that they, they utilize those characters in the past, uh, which I think is great. And they are playing with new aspects and new characters in this movie that, um, it's just showing a different side. It's, it's bringing other characters to the forefront um and you have people you know warping through tunnels like doctor strange and it's it's now we're kind of used to it like we're like oh yeah okay um what's doctor strange's buddy's name um wong wong, is yeah. wong. he he is like the new uh almost like the new colson uh in in terms of just like showing up in movies and kind of just like doing something in, in in the in the background and then and then you know back to the the sanctuary or whatever it's called the yeah, uh, yeah yeah so um yeah i think it's great uh a really solid story marvel crushed it i did see black widow as well which um was good for what it was but i felt like uh didn't have the same level of stakes that that maybe it could have which after after the events of endgame i it just doesn't if it had released prior to Infinity War Endgame, I think would have been terrific. Um, if it if it found itself in the in the right release order within that timeline, but uh, again, it sets up some other events for the MCU and other characters that uh, could become prominent moving forward. So yeah, lots of good stuff. Lots of good stuff happening. Lot lots of good stuff. I I, I think that Black Widow. That's why I wasn't that, that's why I wasn't excited about it. I would have been excited about a Black Widow film 
had it been before <laughs> Natasha dies. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, be- you know, it's, it sets some stuff up. It's another one I haven't seen. Ad- admittedly, again, I read all the spoilers. Uh, although that one was, I could have rented that one. I just, I just haven't. Um, and I will, I will, but it, it, it sets some things up, um, like more dark Avengers kind of, kind of thing yeah. a, a little yeah, bit. Yeah, yeah. Um, but other than that, it, it, it doesn't really have a, a, um, a monumental impact to the, the events going forward. Um, so it, what, it helps, whatever. it helps put a bow on Natasha's story. It It helps sort of give that, that level of backstory and closure to Black Widow's character that you don't necessarily get with her just being sacrificed for the Soul Stone. But like, but but, but maybe you should have yeah. that before she dies. <laughs> I, I agree as well. I, I agree with that. Um, one last bit of very recent uh, Marvel news. We have oh. a brand new trailer that dropped today for yet another Disney Plus series coming this November, end of November, just in time for the holidays. That is, of course, the new series Hawkeye. Jeremy Renner, uh, once again, coming back as the titular character. Uh, have you have you gotten a chance to watch this trailer? No, no. What are I, you I, doing with your life? <laughs> I could have done just a... Oh, my God. I could have done just a Siri, little... Siri was looking up Jeremy Renner for me. <laughs> I could have done just a little bit of prep work. Uh, I started driving home from work and I sent you just a, a message saying Hawkeye. And you're like, ah, I'm watching it right now. And then I got home, spent some time with the family, rushed up here because I was running late. And then I forgot all about watching, watching the trailer. What, what is What is in the trailer? Can you, can you tell us? Can you so, describe so it for, for the, for comic the book fans? Um, you, you may or may not know that, uh, Within the comics, Hawkeye has been replaced uh, with a a female version of Hawkeye, and this is the MCU's version of telling that story. So, from for the, there's a very definite like Christmas theme throughout the trailer, and I think that's in part because Christmas is happening in 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 the episodes, but um, also the timing of 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 the series. But uh, yeah, Hawkeye is back with his family. The events of Endgame are over. He's back to trying to live that quiet life of, you know, being a dad and being with his family. Uh, But unfortunately, news pops up that the alter ego that he was utilizing to uh, express some some of the darker sides of his his character. uh, that's right. So those, that was uh, that was Endgame stuff, right? That was, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So the there is a masked vigilante in the Ronin costume that is wreaking havoc in like New York City or something. Uh, so Jeremy Renner sent Jeremy Renner uh, Hawkeye sends his <laughs> uh, Clint Barton uh, sends uh, whatever his name is uh, sends his family uh, off. Uh, while he goes to try and figure out who is portraying Ronan, right? Tracks him down, unmasks the the vigilante, and it turns out to be Haley Steinfeld, uh, this 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 female archer who 
um, he basically takes under his wing and I'm guessing throughout the course of however many episodes we get with the series, uh, he will teach her what he knows about being Hawkeye. She's, she's, she's an expert archer already. And, uh, this is sort of a, a, a passing of the torch for, for the Hawkeye name to what I'm assuming will be uh, the future Hawkeye throughout the MCU. Okay. All right. All right. So we are essentially what we're doing is we're building the dark Avengers. We're building the young Avengers and uh, we're building the X-Men. <laughs> the X-Men. As, as uh, soon as they show up and it's going to happen at some be, point. Uh, because it, because it is heavily rumored that in uh, Dr. Strange two multiverse of madness, uh, where, which Wanda is, is a character in, uh, Wanda Maximoff, the Scarlet Witch, now but now named, uh, that she is going to be up against someone from the X Men universe. That is that is that that is the the rumor that is out there. Uh, I think pushed by one of uh, somebody who's on the production of of Multiverse of Madness. So just throwing that out there. The X Men are possible. Actually, they will. They it will. They happen. will show up. They will show up someday. Uh, but uh, yeah, ultimately, uh, you know, we, I, I think after end game, I said, I wasn't, I wasn't excited about, uh, about Marvel stuff anymore because they have to, they have to entice me with something that is equally kind of huge in scope, uh, a threat, a large threat. And I think they have enticed me well enough with my love of, uh, <laughs> the multiverse, multiversal stuff. And a big bad in in Kang the Conqueror, and and I, I honestly I don't know that much about him. Yeah. But the but the way but the way they've set uh, him up uh, at at the end of uh, he was like the nameless one at the end of Loki. Right. Uh, but him being like, there's there's worse than me. I was I was protecting the timeline, guys. Yeah. So see you yeah. later. Yeah, I'm I'm excited to see him pop up throughout some of these different properties and. We we haven't we haven't seen it yet, um, but uh, there's already a lot of rumors and speculation about when that will happen. And there's just still so much Marvel to come throughout the rest of the year. Three three more months in the year, and we've got what two films? Uh, uh, I think one or one or two series still still happening. Yeah, yeah. So, she, yeah she, lots- she Hulk will will come out eventually. Oh, so much, so much stuff. Which so much abomination stuff will will make an appearance. Uh, supposedly, Hulk will make an appearance, or at least yeah. Bruce Banner. Um, yeah, yeah, lots of stuff. Lots, Speaking- lots, <laughs> lots of stuff. Uh, Daredevil is rumored to be in the next Spider Man movie as well. That movie is going to be chock full. Like yeah. that, it's going to be busy. It's, it's going to be very busy. I, I I agree with you, Brandon. Um. All right. So that's that's MCU news. We, we've got you all up to speed. Go watch the Hawkeye trailer. <laughs> go watch. Go watch all the trailers. Go do it. Uh. Are you are you are you caught up on What If right now? Do you watch the zombie one? Yeah, I am. I am all caught up on on What If. Uh. And uh. Yeah. You know. I I like I like the What Ifs. I like <laughs> the. It, it feels very heavy metal ish. The okay. the 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 show the show does and you, you know what I'm talking about with with heavy metal the the animated movie which is based off of a uh, magazine it feels uh if you've ever seen heavy metal to the people who are listening uh, or, or if you've not seen it it's it's all it's all narrated 
and the narration is kind of dark. It's ominous. It's it's very uh, serious. Every episode of What If is is narrated by the Watcher, played by uh, oh shoot, um, he was on Westworld. Yep, and uh, uh, damn it, <laughs> not Edgar Wright. Um, wait, 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 you're gonna look it up, but uh, yep. it is narrated by by that gentleman who uh, was was a robot in Westworld. Um, Jeffrey Wright. Jeff. Yeah. Uh. Yeah, that's the name. <laughs> anyway, anyway, he is he is the Watcher, and it, it, it's it's very 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 cool in introducing the Watcher into the MCU officially. And uh, he says, at the, by the way, he says he's the Watcher at the start of every episode. And every time Chelsea and my kid, we say. He wants to wash your windows. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes, Jeffrey Wright want, yeah. wants to wash your windows. Wash yeah. and wipe your windows, but it, but it's it's cool. It's the anime. The animation uh, is 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 very. It's it's interesting. It's a, it's in, uh, interesting type of animation. The uh, the Sharon Carter, uh, Cap Captain Britain, Captain America. Captain Carter um was that I like I like that episode the way she moved uh, the way the way she did the action was was, was badass the what yeah. if with the zombies I you know I'm I, I like I like zombie moves I'm I'm wearing an evil dead shirt yeah uh, which isn't zombies it's it's demons it's possessed people but whatever you know it's not, not, yeah, whatever whatever uh, uh that was that was that was cool. Based off of uh, based off of a comic series, Marvel Zombies, as as you know, and which which yeah, I because I know everything about Marvel, which I which I which I have some of. Uh, there were there were some cool homages in there. What is what is cool, and I'm interested to see where it goes. What I'm interested to see is what what continuations there may be throughout the the what ifs, and if they leak into uh, any of the live action stuff. Yeah, I th- I think the biggest payoff for me with the what ifs would be for them to just be have like subtle references in some of the the movies or other canon where they especially as they dig deeper into the multiverse and if they end up flashing between different realities or things like that having having a reference of 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 a of a an episode of what if or or the scenarios that were played out in that even if, even if it's just very brief I think I think that would be really interesting to see. Yeah, yeah, for for sure, for sure. Well, uh, Mar- Marvel aside, Marvel is great. Marvel has taught us many great things, very positive things, uh, which really reminds me of another show that is out there. It's on Apple TV. Travis, I think you know the one. It's Postal Wait, the morning show. Oh, <laughs> I, I don't know if Postal Wait is on there actually. Chapel Wait. Chapel Wait, I think it's it's based off of a Stephen King short story, Jerusalem's Lot. That's not the show we're talking about. We're talking about football. <laughs> football is life. Football is life. Danny. That's right. Uh, yeah, Ted, we're t- Ted Lasso. Ted Ted Lasso. Ted Lasso. Tra- uh, and and tell me about again. It. Yes, we've been gone for four months, but we were definitely late to the party on Ted Lasso. Um. Not only has season one been out for a very long time and has grown a huge fan base, 
but we are now into season two. Season two began while we were on hiatus. Uh, I had heard from a lot of people how great this show was. It, it always seemed like a show that I, I think I, I might have enjoyed, but again, not being a, an avid soccer fan, I thought, well, all right, maybe, maybe I'll check it out at one point, but I'm, I'm not super eager to watch this. And then I took, I took a work trip over, over the last few months and I thought, oh, I'll, I'll try it out. I'll, I'll watch a, a few episodes and got like three episodes in and then thought I need to stop. I need, I need to, I need to regroup uh, with a wife and, and see if this is a show that she would want to watch as well, because as I got to know the characters and Jason Sudeikis's character, uh, the, the, the titular that's two titulars in one episode, uh, <laughs> Ted Lasso, uh, he, his, his, attitude and positivity is infectious and the, and the story of him as the the new football coach for a team that uh their 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 new uh single owner uh is actually trying to sort of destroy uh it's um it's just it was great it was the, the his positivity was infectious and i knew sheena would really enjoy that so we went back. We started. We started from square one. I rewatched those like first three episodes with her, and uh, and then we kind of just binge watched through the entire first season. And then about a month later, the second season started. Um, and it's and it's it's been great. I I think uh, along with some really funny moments. Um, it also the show also has like a lot of heart and uh, uh, some really uh, likable characters. So I I th- I think the show is great. What it what what uh, got you to finally uh take the plunge and activate that Apple TV subscription so you could <laughs> so you could watch Ted Lasso. Well just so we're clear, I I've had the Apple TV subscription because I I have AT&T. So I guess it just comes with it. I that's, don't know. I don't that's know. I, not right. I don't know. I, I have, have I have AT&T and I get HBO Max with I, AT&T. Oh. Oh really? Huh. Well yeah. I have I don't know how I have it, but I have Apple TV and Maybe I've just been paying for it for <laughs> for years, and I just haven't. This this, this guy's so rich; he doesn't even know he's paying for Apple TV. <laughs> that's that's how that's how that's how they that's how they get you. I do I do want to talk about if if we can if in our last four months section remind Absolutely. me about uh, subscription services. Uh, yeah. So I had heard about Ted Lasso, the best the best correlate corollary I can think of is lost, which is people talked about lost. Everybody was into lost. People kept saying, y'all, you should watch this. You should watch, Oh, watch lost. Watch that. And then I watched an episode of lost and I'm like, Oh, 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 that was pretty good. God damn it. All right. Hey, maybe I'll, maybe I'll, maybe I'll watch, maybe I'll watch some more. And then I asked Chelsea, do you want to watch this pilot with me? And she said, sure. And then we watched Lost, and then we we watched the entire thing. We watched the entire thing to get in history was made. Now we're we're best friends, you and I. There you go. Well, uh, Ted Lasso, I not everyone had been talking about it, uh, but specifically Sizemore, Matt Sizemore had been talking about it uh, on rounding the bases with 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 Rob Askew, and he kept telling me to watch Ted Lasso and. I was like, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll give it a try some, someday. 
uh, his brother Ross, uh, he also is like, hi, oh, Ted Lasso, you got to watch Ted Lasso. I will, I'm, yeah, I'll watch, I'll try it someday. I will try it someday. At the time, I didn't know I had an Apple Plus subscription. I didn't bother looking into it. I said, like, I'll, someday I'll watch it. I don't know how, I don't know when, but I'll watch it. I went on a work trip <laughs> to Virginia and on the flight to Virginia, I was looking through the American Airlines Entertainment on Board app. Like, uh, oh, there's a there's a nobody with a Bob Odenkirk who has successfully recovered. And I'm like, yeah, let me watch this. So I watched Nobody. <laughs> and then, how was that, by the way? It was it was pretty good. I liked it. All right, he's he's, he's badass. Bob Odenkirk yeah. is awesome. Oden Odenkirk's great. And then, uh, then I, f I finished watching that and I had still had like three hours to go. I'm like, oh, let me go watch a different movie. But I, but I saw Ted Lasso and I'm like, well, if I have time, maybe I'll watch this. I finished. I don't even remember what the other movie was. It was probably just like something I'd seen hundreds of times <laughs> that that's what took priority over Ted Lasso. And I was like, okay, well now I only have like 40 minutes to, to go. It's not enough to watch a movie. I've got enough time for this show. I will, I will give it a shot. And so I watched Ted Lasso on the plane. We were starting to land as, as the, the episode ended. And I thought that that first episode he ends and, you know, he's, uh, you know, I had, I had, I'm on a work trip and I'm away from my family and away from my son. I was like, Oh man, you got me. You got, you got me bastard. Got you hooked. I was there for, I was there for a week I I started flying. I flew home. It wasn't on. It wasn't on the entertainment on board that that time. And I, I look. I looked for it to watch. You know, just try another episode. Um. So I got got home, landed, and then I think maybe that night or the next night, I said to to Chelsea, "Hey, I want to watch watch this episode." I I saw that I had Apple uh, Apple TV subscription, uh, and I'm like Chelsea, do you want to watch this with me? She's like. Okay. All right. Sure. So I rewatched the pilot with her and she said, you know, I, I like that. You know, I, I know, I feel like I know where it's going. I know where all the, how, how the, the season's going to end, but I want to see how it goes. And so she and I started watching it and we've been got getting through it for the last uh, couple weeks. We're, we're up to speed now in season two, uh, this, this last episode that came out and it is just a very, you know, it, I I give shit to like uh, what was that show that was on ABC? It was like This Is Us or whatever. It, uh, I don't know if it was on ABC, but like some of those shows that are they're emotionally manipulative that they oh they, okay yeah, yeah yeah This Is Us yeah no yeah they 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 you said emotionally manipulative and I knew exactly what you were talking about. <laughs> they manufacture uh tears it, but it's like it doesn't feel like necessarily genuine emotion it feels it it's, it's based off emotion. sometimes sometimes the situations seem really contrived or or like okay i don't know like when they can sell relationships and you and you buy the relationship and then like something happens between people that to me is always the most effective but sometimes the situations that some of those shows try to create 
Um, then it's like, really? Like the house burned down because of the crock pot and that's how the dad died. <laughs> like, sorry, spoilers for this is us fans. Um, yeah. I, I don't know. It's, yeah. It's, okay. So, so, so you're, you're tracking Ted Lasso doesn't feel like that to me because it like on one, it all, it all seems to come from a place of sincerity and it's not, it's not playing it. it's obviously manufactured because it's a a TV show that that's written that, that writers sit in the writer's room and they, and they put together these situations. Ted Lasso is not a real person, (laughs) you know, Roy fucking Kent isn't a real person, but the, the, these people are all trying to be positive. They're trying, they're trying to make a better world. And except for maybe Jamie, uh, but even he's trying at this point. Yeah, so, and he, yeah. And he, even he's trying. But even though people are trying and they're still doing their best, they still have their failings and their faults. And, uh, you know, it to me, that's that's true. It, even like I'm not a perfect person. I can try my best. You're not a perfect person as much as I tell you you are. Uh, and you you try your best. And that's that that's all that's all we can do to be to be better people. And yeah, that's what I, and kind of jumps out at me. That aspect of it I love, but the other part of it that I think is really cool to see is how this show deals with mental health and and the um the way that they're not afraid to deal with certain situations, uh, both from like a the the mental health of the athletes, but also specifically with Ted Lasso, you have this character who is extremely positive and outwardly he just exudes positivity and happiness and optimism. And as the show continues and you get to know more about this character, you realize that that exterior, that facade is hiding a lot of pain and a lot of um, different, just struggling with it, with a lot of realistic, real world problems. And especially in season two, I think they do a lot to talk about um, mental health and being able to get help with those issues and 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 work through those problems. And I I, I thought that was for me the biggest twist in season one was the fact that you had this guy that was just a ball of happy energy who is going through a divorce and is, is separated from his kid and all, all these different things. And it's just, um, it's just really interesting. And, and um, I think they do a good job of handling that and sharing those stories um, and, and talking about people overcoming that kind of adversity. Yeah. There, there, there are a couple of things that, that, that jump out at me. Uh, like a de- a depiction of a panic attack, uh, like I've I've never had a panic attack necessarily in that way. Uh, but uh, like when I went to when I went to Pod, not 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 Podfest, I went to like some kind of Podfest, and you know I was I was supposed to meet people and like go to like panels and stuff like that, and then I ended up. I was supposed to like go to like a meetup in the evening for like drinks and and meet people I've never met before. And, uh, instead I, I, I went to my car and, and I, I, I couldn't, I couldn't move from my, my car and I, I couldn't, I couldn't leave. I, I couldn't fucking do it. I it was like, 
I just even thinking about it, I'm like I, I was Im- immovable. Um, like, so those, those scenes where the shows the, the panic attack stuff, even though I wasn't that bad, I could still like, I could still feel it. It felt, it right. felt like a real thing to me. Yeah. Um, and then, and then we talk about like the, the positivity people, some people have called it toxic positivity. It's not toxic positivity in the sense that, uh, this, a, a person is, is so positive that he's making the lives around him worse. It's right. more of a, a, a toxic positivity to, to himself and his, to his own uh, mental health. But I, I, I'll, I'll say I'm not the same way. I'm not, I'm not extraordinarily positive like this, uh, this character is but it's 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 all it's all weird coping mechanisms where yeah uh you know like uh what what was it uh it's 9-11 the 20th anniversary just just happened and i was reading a uh i was reading a oral history of the onions 9-11 issue and it was all about how the people who created the, the onion, I think they came from Wisconsin. They had just moved to New York that year. And uh, they were in print in in some other states, but they hadn't been in print in New York yet. And the first issue that they had to print just happened to be like that, that 9-11 issue. And so these, these, these people who are, are satirists, uh they're 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 comedy writers they're like do we do we do 9-11 jokes do we make 9-11 headlines or do we do we not do we not pay attention to it at all and so the oral history is is them kind of going over that and and all the headlines are there's there's a couple different headlines like uh woman bakes a a cake looks like american flag says that's the only thing i can think of to do uh, another, another one was, it just says like, holy fuck America under attack. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but it, in the oral history, they, they talk about how some people need, need that kind of laughter to, to cope. It, it's, it's, yeah. that, that is how some people it's, deal with it. There's so many high emotions in certain situations that, um, any kind of cathartic, expression can can be beneficial so whether that's breaking down and crying whether that's having a good laugh a lot of times any anything like that can be enough to sort of like release that pressure and 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 make things a little bit more bearable which i think we've all gotten better about at least experiencing and learning some of those things over the last you know year and a half so yeah 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 Yeah. uh but uh but yeah so i i think uh, that's that's kind of how that lasso the lasso is and specifically in one scene in uh season two um where where he is he's trying to be positive and he's he's like kind of manically positive or he's just he's looking at a bunch of different things and like making jokes and and and, and uh kind of avoiding the subject like again that's make-believe character that's not me but it's not based on brandon cruz but but you but you know but as well as i <laughs> that that is the type of thing that i w- i would do <laughs> yeah yeah absolutely absolutely uh, so so it's, it's it's a good it's a good show i think matt for uh who's who might still be in here thank him for forcing me yeah. to watch something 
Uh, Great job, Matt. He still won't watch Rick and Morty, but it's it's fine. Uh, yeah. Well, and now that now if you if you've you've made the decision to unlock your your Apple Plus Apple TV Plus subscription, uh, a few other recommendations I have for folks. Um, the morning show is getting ready to come back for its second season. Uh, I thought the first season of the morning show uh, was was really well done. Uh, there's a there's a show called Defending Jacob uh, on on Apple TV with um, uh, I think it's uh, Nicole Kidman and Chris Evans. Maybe I think Nicole Kidman might be in that. Hmm. Um, but it's it's with a kid who's in the live action Rick and Morty. Uh, oh, yeah. uh, commercials with with Christopher Lloyd. Um, that that was another good series that I watched on there. Um, surprisingly good stuff. Uh, out there, uh, in Apple TV Plus land. So, um, yeah, go check it out. Go go, go have fun. Boop, go boop, boop, boop. check it out. Uh, we've we've got we've got about ten minutes or so, depending on how how quickly we want to cut this off. But uh, there's been so many other things happening. Uh, in the last four months, Rick and Morty, of course, um, we won't, we won't harp on that too much, but, uh, another fantastic season. It was, it's been a lot of fun. It's been at the forefront of our minds and, uh, more is to come, uh, with, with interdimensional RSS and we're, we're excited to continue working with, uh, adult swim to try and get some more interviews and things like that. Um, it's, it was, it was a very interesting season for us as podcasters to have, um, a little bit more of a look behind the curtain and uh, have some contacts uh, within the Adult Swim organization to help facilitate some of those things. So not that any of them will ever hear it, but thanks to <laughs> thanks to everybody uh, that helped with with all of that. Um, I don't know. Any other thoughts on Rick and Morty on our non Rick and Morty podcast? Yeah, it, it, that, I mean, I was thinking about this on the drive home. We talk about flagship podcasts. Technically, we we say this is our the flagship podcast, but I think flagship is supposed to be <laughs> like the one that everybody knows, and then yeah. the, the the ships around. So Rick and Morty is our flagship podcast. This is more like the uh, the pace car. <laughs> podcast this is, this is the oldest ship in the fleet this is the one we bring out for parades and uh yeah. we're like oh it still floats look at that yeah, like isn't at the, that fun at the air show it's like the the biplane that's what this is <laughs> um yeah so anyway, rick and morty it's fun we we look forward to to talking about it again we will talk about, about it again i think next week uh for a season five recap uh, we just wanted to kind of have a, a, an easy night tonight uh, and talk about not only Lasso, talk about Loki and Marvel stuff, but talk about what happened in the last four months. Let's let's talk about last four months. Uh, each of us gets five minutes. <laughs> we don't have to we don't have to keep time. What has happened? Shoot it off. Last four months. Go. Anything that anything that jumps out to you? Uh, well, um. I mean, obviously, the hot vac summer uh, was a success. Uh, COVID has been eradicated in the United States, right. so um, so that's exciting. Um, honestly, uh, for, forefront of mind over the last month um, is is just my kids are back in school, like like real school, in person school in in a state that does not uh, value uh, COVID. Um, uh, prevention measures as much as, as other states do. So, so that has been incredibly uh, interesting and, um, 
yeah, uh, that has been challenging for for us and our family. But uh, despite all of that, we we've gotten a chance to um, still do some cool stuff. Uh, you know, play. I mean, um, board games are like back in my household nice. in, in like a fun way, right? Um, we we got a game called Ravine, which is a cooperative uh, card game where you um uh the the premise is you you crash land on an island and you have a certain number of days that you have to survive and so uh every night um there's some sort of risk or some sort of like attack or something and you have to uh work as a team to try and survive those those nights and then during the day you draw cards for supplies that you can used to help uh, your team's health get better and things like that. Uh, really interesting mechanic uh, and really easy for the entire family to pick up on and play. My family's starting to play more of like these, not just like geared towards kids type board games, but really starting to enjoy and be interested in um, uh, like that next level of, of board games, which for me is incredibly exciting. I haven't busted out the Catan board quite yet because I, I'm waiting for the perfect time, but I did get to play a game of Catan uh, in the last month as well, which Ooh, you was lost. a lot of fun. I, I did not win. I did not win. That is correct. <laughs> um, also, Throw Throw Burrito is happening in my house, which if you know anything about that game uh, is is madness, but but is also a lot of fun. Um, outside of that, uh, you know, we'll just keep it on the gaming theme. Uh, there, there are murmurs and, uh, and whispers of a potential uh, re renewal of, of our D and D efforts. Um, so I'm very excited about that. And uh, yeah. And then uh, I have some travel coming up uh, hopefully uh, in, in the near future. So um, that shouldn't really affect anything with our podcasting schedule. But uh, excited for hopefully the opportunity uh, to to go see some some folks and see some parts of the world uh, that I haven't been to uh, in the last four months at least. So, so, right. so that'll be fun. What about you? What do you think about subscription services in the last four months? Oh, all right. Uh, ju- ju- jumping into it, yeah. Uh, well, that last four months, I've got I've got a list of things I've written down on my knee. Uh, and I'll, I'll, t- I'll take a picture the of classic it. Classic cruise notebook. <laughs> I'll take, I'll take a picture of it for uh, the audience at home. Yeah. The, the, uh, you talk about subscription services, uh, Apple, Apple, Apple TV and all that, all that thing. I've been watching, uh, not watching. I read this book, uh, called nudge that, that I, that I had heard about, uh, when I was up in, in the trip in Virginia and when I was starting to fly back, I, I tried getting it on a Kindle so I could, I read it on the flight. I haven't read a book in a long time. Uh, for, for some reason, this book kind of, uh, hearing this guy talk about the book made me think, okay, yeah, I'm, I'm interested in that. And, and what nudges, it's about like choice architecture and stuff like that. And, uh, essentially it, it it's these nudges are things that like, kind of guide people into making a decision that they that they would would make already like it's it's not telling them the decisions to make but it's pushing them in a direction to have them make a decision so if you like go to itunes 
and you see all these different bands or you go to Spotify and you see all these different bands. There's just so many different choices. How do you make a choice? It's it's easier not to make a choice at that point in time. And it's easier to uh, just listen to what you are used to listening to. Uh, but if there's a pop-up that shows up on your Spotify that says, hey, check out this new band, that is that is kind of a nudge. That's, that's helping you make a decision. Do I want to listen to this this new band? Or do I want to listen to something else? That is, that that's an uh, idea of a nudge. So it also talks about in uh, with the in regard to the subscription services, how there there's no reminder for you when you start a subscription service to cancel your subscription service. There's no there's no nudge. And there rightfully there shouldn't be from these companies a nudge to say hey. You're still paying for this. Do you want to keep paying for this? If there was that nudge that existed from those companies, you would be far more likely to be like, hey, you're right. I should stop paying for this. Yeah, I haven't I haven't actually used Netflix in the last three months. Maybe maybe I should cancel that. Yeah. yeah. Like uh, Netflix knows if you've been watching their stuff and if if you have been utilizing their service, if they said like, hey, do you want to keep using the service? We know that you're not, you know, you're only, you've only used an hour of it uh, over the course of a month. Do you want to continue the service? That would be an, a, a, an example of a nudge, which would then make you the consumer be like, I do want to make a decision or I don't want to make a decision to, to canceling it. Uh, it's similarly, it's like burying stuff under bureaucracy. So if you have a service that you have that you're paying for monthly and you want to cancel it, you go to the website and you say, okay, uh, scroll through, like, where can I cancel this? You keep scrolling through, you go like the, you click a couple links, you can't find where to, to find it. And then it says, in order to cancel this, you have to call this phone number. That's all, that's all, uh, I forget, sludge. They call it sludge in the sense that they're, they're, they are, they are keeping you from making a decision because it's making it harder for, to make a decision. So anyways, that is, that is infuriating to me. Just, just thinking about that, and I know it's done intentionally by so many organizations, but it's when I've been in those situations, I've I've legitimately paid like second annual subscriptions for things because I couldn't find where to cancel a subscription in time before it was renewed. Yeah, I yeah. I, I understand that issue uh, very well. So, so, so I read Nudge. It's a, it is a good book. Uh, they, they start talking about a lot of like political, uh, like social political stuff later on. But the, the core concept of it is, is really interesting to me. And that's why I started working on our website again, because I, I wanted to make it where it's, you know, people go to the website and then they see, they see a subscription or they see uh, uh, an episode and they don't have to like go go digging stuff. It's just right there in yeah. front of them to help yeah. to, you know, push a decision. Hey, it, it looks like you haven't listened to this podcast in a long time. <laughs> are you, are you sure you still want to subscribe? Are you, are you sure you still want to subscribe? Now, moving on real quick. I've got a couple more things here. Uh, if Matt might be asleep, he said he was going to go to sleep. He said he was about to pass out. This is, this is what I have for Matt. Uh, Matt and I, we, we played the demo for Madden 2020 one or whatever the next two? Yeah, 22 yeah whatever the next madden is uh and it, it's it's pretty it's a madden game so it hasn't really changed um i we we played together a couple times and for and i i 
he kept losing to me and Matt is better at Madden than I am. And it, it, it is annoying that I, that I kept beating him. Uh, so we did, we did play one round and I clearly let him win <laughs> that, that, that one. Um, and then, uh, you know, I was telling, uh, tell my kid earlier, whenever I play games with Unky size, sometimes I let him win a lot. That way he'll keep playing games with me. Uh, and then, you know, let him win and then he'll be happy. And then we'll, we'll, we can play another round and then I can win. We had a rematch. Matt actually won, uh, because <laughs> my guy, I was trying to do a screen pass and he wouldn't throw. Uh, but then all of a sudden he, he's trying to like, he's trying to, uh, uh, pump fake. Uh, and then I threw it to my guy and then he tried to hurdle over a, a dog pile and then he fumbled and then Matt. Uh, Matt won. Anyways, needless to say, Matt is fun. We should play that again sometime, Matt. Uh, Matt. No, no, I didn't. I didn't let you win, Matt. No, 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 no. He's in the chat. No, it's because of your uh, great yeah. Madden skills that I, you lost. I told. I told him stop throwing intersection. <laughs> intersection. <laughs> intersection. Intersection. <laughs> stop throwing intersections. Uh, stop throwing interceptions, and you will win. He won. He won when he finally stopped throwing interceptions. So Spe- speaking of interceptions, uh, I am starting a fantasy. I, I'm not starting it. I'm not the commissioner, but I am in a fantasy football league with people from work, a bunch of computer programmer type people who many of whom uh, do not follow football at all. Uh, and I'm extremely excited to see how this season goes with a bunch of people who uh, embrace the fact that D and that fantasy football is like D and D for jocks. Uh, they're all about the D and D part, not so much the jocks part. Uh, so, uh, I'm very, I'm very interested to see how the season goes, uh, and see, you know, what they think about fantasy football. It's like, it's, I think eight, I think at least eight teams, uh, managers have never played fantasy football before. So it's, uh, I think it should be really interesting. Should be, should be, should be, should be really interesting. I'm not on a fantasy football league this, this year. I almost was on yours, but I, I didn't, I didn't beat him to the punch. That's right. That's right. Uh, the, the last thing I have was this guy, Jeff Skunk Baxter, who was a guitarist for Steely Dan and a guitarist for old Doobie brothers. Uh, I, I started I started paying more attention to him recently because I think I saw him outside of my work. Um, he was walking out of the building as I was walking out of the building, and uh, he has he, he has a ponytail. He has a like gray hair ponytail, uh, slightly balding. And he's got this badass a handlebar mustache. Uh, rec- instantly recognizable. I'm like, I'm pretty sure that's Jeff Skunk Baxter. And uh, I kind of stalked him through the parking lot and I was like, ah, it has to be him. I saw a video on Instagram wearing the same exact thing, all black, uh, that same hair, mustache. Like, oh, shoot. So I started I started uh, watching more videos of, of his because he, he is a guitarist, but he's also uh, um, he's also in the DOD and he does uh, stuff. And um, he was he was talking about like innovation and innovative thinking and uh then i was like okay move over to his guitar stuff and he's talking in his guitar stuff he's talking about like different styles and and we all even doesn't matter if you're a, a heavy metal guy or whatever as long as you have your style 
no one can do it like you can do it. Like that is that is that is your style. I'm like, you sent me that video. I did. I did. I didn't know that that was the guy that you were talking about. Yeah. Yeah. What a badass. Anyway, Jeff Skunk Baxter, I am going to be his best friend. I'm going to make him be my best friend. I'll stalk him till he is. Be my best friend, Skunk. <laughs> Come on, Skunk. <laughs> uh, uh, well, there you have it. There's there's the uh the 4-month summary. You're all up to speed now uh with 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 the wild things happening in our lives. Um if you're listening to this podcast, uh, let me say thank you. Thank you for thank you. for going on this journey with us. Um, for for continuing to tune in. Uh, there's there's no Ricks, no Mortys to to keep you coming back. It's just me and Brandon. So we we appreciate you guys supporting the show. And uh, yeah, just just um, if you're new here, maybe maybe you're a transplant from season five of Rick and Morty, and you just you're here for more pod. Uh, we appreciate you checking out the these episodes. And uh, yeah, we'll we'll be back in the flow of things, uh, probably doing apathetic enthusiasm about every other week uh, as we as we work through in an unknown length of time before season six of Rick and Morty, which will probably happen sometime in 2022. So lots more apathetic enthusiasm coming up. We appreciate it. Appreciate you. Uh, and Brandon, it's 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 all yours. The, the final word to, to, to send us home. The final word is you said all of my appreciation stuff and I have, uh, I appreciate you just as much, if not more, maybe a little less, but if not more, thank you. Thank you all for listening. You're all, you're all wonderful. Uh, the, the, the folks who are subscribed to this, if you, uh, if you like, if you like this episode, much more free flowing, much more loosey goosey. I, I, f- I feel like we are doing that more on this than we are on the, the Rick and Morty stuff. Make sure you subscribe, tell your friends and family. And uh, yeah, I can't wait to talk to you more about this week to week. <laughs> maybe other maybe week. See you later. <laughs> Bye, everybody. Bye. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. 
And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.